0: We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.
1: Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, we haven't had a chance to meet yet. My name's Guy, lead pastor here at Fox River. We are so thankful that you are out here with us. I'm really thankful today. I feel blessed, excited, just to be able to take us a little bit further into some of the why of Christmas and the impact that it has on us. So I'm going to ask if you would, imagine for just a moment, imagine that you are a potter, not just any potter. But a very gifted artisan, somebody that has um, been successful in your work and your craft. I mean, everybody's like sitting up a little bit straighter right now with that, aren't you? It's like, yeah. And as that gifted potter, you are holding in your hands the broken pieces of one of your creation. How many here... I'm wondering, would do what I would do if I was that potter. Just take those broken pieces, cast them aside, and go like, hey, I'm just going to make something brand new. i mean, how many like just you just throw it away, and you just, like, I'm, I'm a do-over. So there must have been something really, really special about this particular creation, because rather than doing that, just pitching it, Rather, this potter, he kintsugi it. Here, here's what that means. He took gold. Yeah, I'm talking about like $1,500 an ounce gold. Like, obviously, he had some wealth to him. But with gold, he began to put those pieces back together again. Kintsugi, it's Japanese, and it means golden repair. And this became an art form since that original time, now for over 500 years. And if you get the opportunity to be able to see, to handle a piece like this, what you notice right away, obviously it's been broken, but you notice the beauty of it. In fact, it has a value now so much more than the original creation. In fact, it is even more special than the original creation kintsugi Want to say it with me once Kinsugi. one more time this is Kinsugi. and kintsugi is going to take us right to the very heart of christmas if we were to condense the history of the story of god because we only got a couple minutes we definitely have to do that we could condense the story of god into these three words creation broken redemption one sentence is able to capture that. Maybe the most famous sentence in all the Bible, it's called John three sixteen, and it says this, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. You have the story of God in a sentence, you have Christmas in a single sentence right there. I wonder if you ever thought about this regarding Christmas. Christmas is a magnifier. In other words, things just get bigger at Christmas, don't they? I mean, the joy, the fun that goes on in our lives, it just kind of gets amped up a little bit. Love, isn't love just gooder at Christmas? Right? I mean, more people get engaged around Christmas time and in December than any other month of the year. I'm here how many got engaged Christmas time? Let's give a little wave right here. Yep. Denise and I did um, two at that time. Yep. Generosity? it just seems like it flows more out of us. Quite honestly, Denise and I are actually inspired by what's going on with this you know, um, Christmas offering right here. I mean, we just want to lean in even more. Now, the converse is also true. And that is that hurt seems to go deeper. If you know somebody or you yourself are struggling with depression, it just seems so much darker at this time of year. And the cracks, or even worse, some of the brokenness that is in or been in our lives, it just gets magnified at Christmas, doesn't it? If you look back this past year, and you've had something that has just come into your life that you never saw coming, that you never imagined that you would be going through in your life, I mean, you just kind of left reeling at Christmas. You may have lost somebody that you loved this past year. And if you did, the ache at Christmas is just like, it's unmistakable. And it may be that it's been years since that loved one of yours has passed away. But at Christmas, it's almost like things just kind of open up again that way. A breakup at Christmas. The cracks, the brokenness... It just reminds us that this, consu- this grace of God for the broken pieces in our lives, it makes all the difference in the world. In fact, it is life-changing. I know in my life, some of the things, and uh, brokenness comes in so many different ways, doesn't it? There's some things. Quite honestly, I was actively involved in the breaking process. But there's been other times in my life that, you know, I I was completely doing the things that I was supposed to be doing when it happened. One of the worst things we can do, I think, is compare our brokenness with somebody else's brokenness. Quite honestly, it's a contest you don't want to win. But as I look at mine and as you consider yours, you may conclude one of the following things. One, you are never going to get put together again, right? And your life is just going to continue to be broken. It may be that you've come to this conclusion that God has just tossed you aside. Could be that you come to this realization or that you think your realization is that God, he doesn't even care. And none of this could be further from the truth. You see, Christmas, Easter, are declarations. They're not only the most most celebrated holidays of the world, most documented issues of history, but they're these statements of God to us. God's greatest gifts come through Jesus. Gift of life, the gift of hope, even a gift of healing that can be there that's what we call the grace of God. It was Jesus' message, this grace that God wants to have applied in our lives. Again, Jesus talked a lot about it, but just one statement would be this. It reminds us that, for by grace, we've been saved. It's not of ourselves, it's actually this gift of God. It's not of works lest anyone should boast. We don't get these things put back together in our lives because we are just so good and, and able to do it. In fact, when we come with our broken pieces before God, we've done our best already. I tried to do my best. Like, I put my best foot forward when I come before God, right? Like, hey, God, I'm kind of like, I got it together, but I still need a little bit of help. That's the way he said with his saving grace. And I'm wondering, have you ever come broken? With the pieces of your life, the things that have happened, and just go, God, would you take me? Jesus, I need what you did on the cross. I need what you did in your resurrection and that power because I think that's the only thing that is going to be able to bring this change in my soul again. For some, you've trusted Jesus. You've been actively following him. But there's still a piece there's this broken piece that you're carrying with you. I'm wondering if this year Christmas that you take that broken piece and say, God, would you complete it again? Would you do your work, your grace that only you can do in my life because I need that. God said this, come to me and I will help you. I want to lead us in a prayer. It's a just a short, little interactive prayer. It's a Christmas prayer, but the prayer is this. If you've never opened your life up to Jesus Christ, and I think we pretty much know whether we've brought our broken pieces and said, Jesus, I need what only you can do or not. If you haven't, would you do it today? If there's something in your life that you feel is broken. Still, would you open yourself up to God and what he can do and his grace in your life? Pray with me, please. God, thank you for Christmas. You were proactive in it. Jesus, you began from that point to change the world, but you began changing individual lives, billions and billions of lives. We're, we're just talking about ourselves today. And for those that are here, Jesus, and as it were, the pieces are coming together in their mind and they realize that you are offering them grace for their mistakes, for their sins, just for the pieces that they need to bring into place to have a relationship with you. And in simple faith, they're just praying this prayer, Jesus, as best I know how, I wanna receive you as my savior. Friend, if that's you today, young, old, today's the first day that you're asking Jesus Christ to be your savior. I'd like just to ask you if you'd indicate that just by real quickly lifting up a hand and saying, guy, I've never done this before, but today, I truly want to have Jesus as my Savior. Just lift it up. You can wave at me for a second. Yeah. I mean, they're, sure, everywhere. Cool. Lord, there's many of your children that are here and they've got brokenness in their lives and we're bringing it before you. Would you help us now? Would you bring your golden grace into our life this Christmas? If that's your prayer, just ask him. Thank you again, Father. In the name of Jesus, and everybody in agreement with this prayer said, Amen. Amen. If you ever get a chance to hold, to get a piece of kintsugi for yourself, two things are gonna be obvious. Nobody's gonna miss it. First one is this: this has been something that has been what? Yeah, it's been broken, right? You can tell. It's got a story, it's been broken. And the other thing is you're gonna see is that it's better. It is more beautiful, it is more special than what the original piece was. It's got a story. Each and every person that's in here that have had this kintsugi, this golden grace of God at work in your life, you got a story. And I hope you'll share those stories. Your story may be an encouragement to somebody else this Christmas. You may be the person that just kind of extends and gives grace, gives hope to somebody, say, here's what God helped me with and think he could help you too. I really do hope that you have a very blessed a very special christmas amy's story i hope just adds to that and lets us know again this is how powerful this can be in our lives check it out
0: hi my name is amy and i'm marcus's mom when i gave birth to him we did not know that he had down syndrome Uh, I had felt other children before in my arms, but I had never felt someone with Down syndrome before, and he happens to have very low tone, so he felt like lasagna noodles, very well-cooked lasagna noodles, very, like I had to really support his head and I could feel the weight in his body, that all the muscles in his body were completely relaxed. Marcus would have trouble swallowing. He would have trouble breathing. We lost a lot of sleep just keeping an eye on him. We've had to rethink things just really from the ground up, from little on. We have every year, every few months, we have to reassess what's going on with him. Are his feet changing? Does he need more support in his shoes? Um, His dental work. But you know, considering all the medical things, I still, as a mom and tucking him in at night, I still want him to be thinking about Jesus. And I care about his spirit just as much as any of my other children. So I read the Bible to him. I talk about what that means in his life, what life is. It's not just like existing, it's like living. Because we're homeschoolers, we try to find other ways to keep our kids socialized. And this church uh, hosted um, Bright Risings, and we're not part of that group, but the facility was a great, great location for it. And I could see the the color scheme and I could see the brightness of the place and how organized it's just so welcoming. I thought, well, I'll try this church and see if they have a room where Marcus can spend time because the opposite of what we feel here was kind of rejection. I mean, I can't tell you, but you know, our family's very patient. I feel like I'm very patient and I waited years. <laughs> I'm really happy he's here. I mean, we bought this really expensive wheelchair so that he could be safe getting from A to B, like the car to the classroom, but he's so happy to be here. He comes through the building up the stairs to the classroom. All I have to say is we're here for Sunday school and he's just so glad to be there. There's so much positive happening here. He's so welcomed, it's safe, it's happy. They have Christian videos for him to play, he loves dancing. I mean, when I pick him up, he doesn't really want to go. It's really, it's really amazing to see When I kind of peek around the corner and I see how he's responding to walking in for the first time. He might go up to his teacher and pat her on the back. It's like saying, thank you for letting me come here. It's like he has this knowing or something that Like, we're all here for a good thing, you know? So, yeah, I think that's, I'm just really proud of him. And I think I'm really grateful that God decided to do this to our family and, and give us Marcus. I'm really grateful. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.